Hello there. Everything leading up to this moment has been rehearsal. The real performance is about to begin. I'm counting on it. Ladies and gentlemen, you have now tuned in to the Outer Rim Beacon, your frequency for everything in that galaxy far, far away. Uh, from weekways to Wookiees, we've got you covered. I'm Justin. I'm one of your hosts here. Joining me today, as always, are my good co-hosts here. This is Josh, and this episode is brought to you by the letter W. <laughs> <laughs> I almost went with whippets. Ah, I was, well, I, I was going to stick a whippet joke in there. Uh, this is Kyle, and I was actually going to comment on that, that Weekway and Wookiees are so mainstream. This is like, uh, even your even yeah. your noobs are going to get that reference. The, I, in, they go together. They go well together, though. Weekway and Wookiee. Roll just right off the tongue, Rolls right off the tongue, so... Well, hope everybody is having a great day out there. We've got a lot to talk about today. I'm just going to throw this out there right at the beginning. I had an amazing find day, Star Wars action figure day today. I tweeted a picture of it out earlier today, but um, I was able to score the Antok Merrick X-Wing that is now out that is not for pre-order. You cannot buy it at Target Online. You have to buy it in the store. Uh, I managed to score one. I had to go to Grove City to get it, uh, which is probably 15 minutes from me, 20 minutes from me. But when I have like three targets around me, but it was well worth it. I got it. Um, and then I had purchased uh, Luke's X-Wing, the new vintage collection Luke's X-Wing off of Amazon because they dropped the price to that the other day. So that arrived today. And the new carbon... I don't know what you the fiber. What do they call them? The carbon carbonized. carbonized figures from the Mandalorian, the Armorer, the Incinerator Trooper, Moff Gideon, and the Shore Trooper. I got two of those today: the Incinerator Trooper and the um, Armorer. I thought I had ordered the Shore Trooper though, but the Armorer showed up, so now I have to find the Shore Trooper. But super big day for me, Star Wars collecting. It was an awesome, awesome find day today. I just have to share that. Very nice. I, I, I found something, uh, a cool Star Wars figure the other day. What's What'd that? you get? This, um, this Mon Calamari. Ooh. <laughs> that is, is um, <laughs> something. Hmm. I've the never Mon Calamari from Universal. Well, you're not looking <laughs> hard enough. It's in the background. This is one of those obscure characters that's in the background. Uh, they create a whole backstory because it's in two frames, you know. Okay. Uh, actually, yeah, it, what is that? The creature from the creature from the Black Lagoon. Yeah, I have a yeah. funny it's Star a Wars figure, related though. story though about mm. this. One of my coworkers, I have a poster of the creature from the Black Lagoon in my cubicle, and one of my coworkers came into my cube one day and said, "Is that the? It's a trap guy." It's a trap. <laughs> And I said, no, that's Admiral Akbar. Put some respect on his on name. His and then she proceeded to take the uh, poster from the movie Twins and Photoshop Admiral Akbar's head onto one of the bodies and uh, the creature from the Black Lagoon on the other. That's clever, actually. I like that. No, she's very funny. I need a copy of that poster, I think. I'll hang it up in my cubicle oh, at work. Speaking of which, they're making another twins, and I can't. There's a third person, and I can't remember 
who it is. I feel like it's like Tracy Morgan or something. Oh though. my gosh, that with seems like, crazy. Not that could be with, way off though. I want it to not be with that. Danny DeVito and Arnold, right? Yeah, and then like a third. Oh, oh my goodness. Oh, Tracy Morgan, look at that twin oh, wow. sequel triplets. Tracy Morgan <laughs> joins Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito. Oh my gosh, uh, Vincent, we are brothers. A lot, Vincent. And look at the picture of all three of them. They um, are not at the peak of their <laughs> of their prime right now. They're all on the back half, unfortunately. It looks like. It's a oh shame. my goodness! Oh my goodness! That could oh, be well. interesting. I'll have to keep my eyes open for that. Um, Justin, I'm happy have, for you though. Uh, the only thing at my target in the oh. Star Wars section is tumbleweeds. There is nothing you can find. I, you cannot have anything. You're not even allowed to go you, in there. No. Really, it's so empty. Most of the ones are bare pickings right now. It is. Um, there's not even is, dust. Uh, it's so empty. No, I still see some Grogu. Oh, there's dust on yours. There. Oh, oh, there's there's Grogu sitting there. Um. And that's about it. That's but how the, my Walmart the X-wing, is. There's a whole shelf of Grogu's and nothing else. Uh, that's all you can buy there. Well, and all the other. I mean, I'll Star say Wars the, stuff, the has the the Antoc Merrick X-wing. I was a little worried about because it, it is it is new, but there was no pre-order from Hasbro. They weren't doing it. It's Target exclusive. It's the only place that you can get it. Um, so I was a little bit worried about finding that. And there is a the Antoc Merrick figure is inside of the packaging. So it's the only way that you can get that figure. So I was a little concerned that I would not be able to find him. Um, but it popped up in like two locations, one the other day, I just couldn't get there. And then sure enough, by the next day it was all gone. This popped up this morning. So I made the drive at lunch and I was super happy. So go me pat myself on the back. Yeah. Congratulations. I'm allowed to do that. You get for the hard work. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, it's a gamble, though. Like, they don't do really, like, hey, can you put that on hold for me at the front? Like, it's not a thing anymore. No, it's, you get there first if you want to get it, and there's no Could guarantees that their system is updated. Could you do curbside pickup, though? They'll go grab it then, won't no. they? Oh, you can't nope. do that? It doesn't wouldn't, even show up on the app you. at all? It shows up on the Target app, but you cannot do shipping. You cannot do, like, deliver to store or whatever. And you cannot do pickup in store. Hmm. You can't do any of it. So it's on the site. It says add to cart. But at least in my area, you couldn't do any of that. I don't know if it's different for people in different areas, but at least around Columbus, you couldn't do that. So uh, I took the risk and reaped the reward, as they would say. Yeah, because you're being generous with that commute. Uh, Grove City is not that close to you. It is not. It is not. So, um, I uh, yeah, I was like, all right, I got to go check it out. And sure enough, I got there and... She had to go to the back and get them, and they do have those secure, those fun uh, security uh, spider webs on them oh, that yeah. you got to get like the magnet and pull it apart so Special it like unravels, yeah. which is kind of cool. Yeah. So, uh, but they did have two of them, so super stoked about that. The other thing that I am really, really stoked about, mm. we are excited about celebration at thirty three weeks, thirty three weeks from celebration. Hi, Pippin. Living that life in California with all the Star Wars peoples. I'm excited. Super excited. It'll be nice. Yahoo! <laughs> Gotta celebrate. Yeah. Gotta celebrate. Yeah. Get Yahoo your tickets. Indeed. 
Um, I know we still haven't heard anything from anything. We haven't uh, heard anything from, from anything. pop read yeah. pop on uh, on <laughs> lights. Nothing. It's been Nothing tumbleweeds, yet. as, yeah, as Kyle said is. earlier. Tumble, the tumbleweeds in the aisles yeah. of Target just blow right through Reed Pop as well. <laughs> so, yeah, not a lot. Yeah, but, um, nothing. I'm so, still excited. It's, I'm going to have fun regardless. It's going to be cool. Um, yeah, I do need to start. Uh, saving we're gonna. Up some more we money. have to do our. We got to do figure out what we're doing for some merch. I think, yeah, I, I mean, I just saw. Sticker Mule was doing 50 stickers for 29 bucks. We should have jumped on that and got a, got a couple prototypes. <laughs> Those are the holographic sure we'll get, stickers. But we are, Ooh. oh, you know, our, our Outer Rim Beacon logo would look dope as a hologram. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think we should get, like, the old school kind of puffy stickers. Do you know what I'm talking about? Where, like, the top part would always separate from the bottom, so then you just had this weird outline of whatever it was. I'm going to actually puffy paint our logo on the back of a jean jacket. For uh, <laughs> celebration, so don't forget to bedazzle yes. it. Yes. Okay. Yes. I was I was hoping maybe uh, your fiance could help me with that. I know she's crafty. I don't know if she's uh, the Kyle puffy paint kind of gal, but she definitely could do something for you. Kyle will be taking donations of puffy paint <laughs> yeah. and bedazzling jewel, bedazzling jewels. It's gonna uh, take a lot of jewels. I'm too. a big guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it'll look fabulous. It'll look it fabulous. Will. So that holographic uh, sticker thing's going for three more days, Kyle. So if we want to, it's yes. not too late. All right, it's we're gonna have to jump on, to on that. Top Let's of do that. it. Let's do it. Um, we do have a little bit of news this week on top of celebration. Just the Andor Sizzle Reel just dropped this week, which was pretty cool. It's only short. It's like two yeah. minutes, Where minute and a half, two minutes. What the heck? Under what? a rock. Oh, this guy. Yeah, you need to go watch that. It's uh, it didn't have a lot, but you could definitely see uh, a little bit of costuming stuff, makeup, um, you know, some set location pieces that were there. Um, so pretty cool. Get it, you know, just a nice thing to get you excited for the Andor series that's coming out. Uh, super excited for that one. The Halloween special dropped last week. Did you guys get a chance to watch that yet? I've watched the first half, but I'm not finished. Okay. Um, but it is on our schedule. If you're listening to this, uh, it's mm-hmm. on our schedule to talk about uh, the week of Halloween. We're going to record that Tuesday, so hopefully put it out that Wednesday yes. or Thursday. And uh, so if you have watched it, send us your thoughts or favorite parts or whatever before then, and we can talk about those. Yeah. Yeah. If you send us a voice memo and it's, um, you know, particularly juicy and entertaining. And entertaining yeah. We might air it on the air. Happy to play those. Always happy to play those. Uh, um, it maybe, was good. Probably. I loved it. I thought it was hilarious. No promises. Yeah, it's funny. I like it. Super funny. Um, I like the. Actually, I like all the Lego shows, though. I like the Lego movies. Mm-hmm. I like the Lego Batman. I like the Lego Star Wars. Uh, I liked the Freemakers. Is that what it was called? Yeah. I liked mm-hmm. those, too. Freemaker series, yeah. I fell asleep they during Lego it. Batman and never finished it. Oh, I thought it was so <laughs> was funny. A- <laughs> I was also suffering from non-treated sleep apnea at the time, but Tab mm. mm. likes to tell a story about how she couldn't hear the movie because I was snoring too loud. Because you were asphyxiating oh, in your geez. sleep. Yeah, <laughs> it's not actually the asphyxiating that's loud. It's the you know, it's just the part that potentially kills you. That's when you, you stop breathing. It's <laughs> yeah. actually kind of quiet. Stop dying! I'm trying to watch a movie here. God, it's so it's annoying. The one, it's the one you're not dying that's super annoying. Because <laughs> the loud, not because you're alive. That would be yeah. terrible. Yeah, yeah. Sure. sure. Um, <laughs> go check it out, though. It's super funny. Um, 
we'd love your your thoughts, your inputs on it. You can email us, you can tweet us, you can um, hit us up on Facebook, send wherever. Send us a voice memo. Um, yeah, send us a voice memo. Whatever you want to do, we would love to hear your thoughts on it, parts that you enjoyed. Um, it's fun. It's just a fun thing to watch. Uh, you know, Don't get hung up on, well, it's not canon. Don't do that. Don't be that guy. So it's just fun. Enjoy it. You know, have a good time. I heard t- uh, Tatooine Rhapsody is canon. That's what I heard. If it I, is. If I can yeah. watch it, it's real. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, umbrella lightsabers. Those are. I saw one. Tell me it's not I real. Saw one. It happened. I seen it. <laughs> seen it with my own two it. eyes. And I also uh, seen then, him give it to the shopkeeper from the village. And I don't know what the hell he was going to do Have a broken it. piece of a lightsaber. It was a very valuable exoskeleton. Yeah. yeah. Uh, other things that you want to make sure that you don't break are your Hasbro figures, which we did get a little news from Hasbro in the last like two days. Uh, they did release a Black Series, the Mandalorian artillery stormtrooper so it's the dude with the mortar thing when uh they were trying to get grogu back uh, in season two they released the Uh, idea of it lord knows if any if one will ever be in a store i'm bitter (laughs) three years from now (laughs) it'll show up so this is a um and then you'll never see in the store but then it'll there'll be a million of them at ollie's well, yeah, not in your town. Like and there will be a guy in fa- on Facebook that like, oh, I just picked up 15 of them for one of my friends. Yeah, sure you did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. um, but he's he's available for pre-order. Last I saw, uh, still available on Walmart. It's uh, a pre-order through Walmart. We know how well those Oof, go. But uh, this At figure, I think it, it's... It is a. How bad do you want it's it? It's just a stormtrooper <laughs> repainted with a new mortar weapon, and that's about all it it is. So, um, if you're a troop builder and you need him, it's like twenty five dollars. Not mad at anybody out. that buys it. Walmart will not be nope. getting my money for that one. <laughs> no, um, I'm pretty sure you'll probably be able to find him in stores at some point. Uh, like I said earlier, Antoc Merrick's X-wing showing up in Target stores across the country. And the vintage collection carbonized the Mandalorian figures, armor, Moff Gideon, Shore Trooper, and Incinerator Trooper went up for pre-order at Walmart again at Walmart. Stinking uh, like Walmart. Two days ago, God though. But I, I would say I, I did. I pre-ordered these like two days ago and got them today. That's pretty quick. So they were super pretty fast. Quick. And I will say the Incinerator Trooper actually looks pretty good it's that's like a, a nice looking card white. back for walmart i mean i didn't even know they were capable yeah. of shipping something in that good of shape <laughs> oh you I mean i didn't know they had not, the potential to do it i didn't it know it was possible look like uh origami yeah with, well and that's like a vintage card collection back, yeah. card back too like i've gotten black series boxes that look like somebody mm-hmm. sat on them oh yeah like these these actually came pretty well now these are i will say this the hasbro did change the card backs for the carbonized figures. They are thicker card back mm. than some of the vintage They're collection figures. They're two millimeters thicker with a different uh, ink on I, the front. And I have a regular vintage. Uh, you guys can't see it, but I have a regular vintage collection figure. He's waving around hand, the Ahsoka like and he's like not being a <laughs> jerk about um, it. But they are right here, and it is thinner than the carbonized. So. Uh, but check those out. They're pretty cool. I wanted the short trooper, and I thought that's what I ordered, but apparently I got the armor. So, uh, but the I'd short trooper, the armor, really, really the cool short too. trooper, anyway. Even if she's kind of a crazy uh, cult leader. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, check those out. That was it for uh, news and notes this week. Um, not a lot going on. We do have a lot to talk about, though. And we're getting back into a little bit of... Um, and I know why. Wow, why, man. Little High Republic. 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 Man, I'm yeah, glad someone told talking. you to do different versions of... The way they say Republic on that sounds so hey, good. Look, there's like four different it versions of that, that little intro. We can sample them all and get the crowd reaction. But I do agree with you. This is the best <laughs> one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we, we're getting back into High Republic this week. Um, we, we've got some books to talk about. They've been out for a while. So hopefully you've had an opportunity to read these. Um, if you have not yet... We do have spoilers as we go yep. through this. It's been well over a month on these, though. So if you haven't um, read it by now, you you're don't, not on top of it, frankly. If you <laughs> don't plan on reading these books, that's fine, too. You can continue to listen to the show. We'll tell you about it. We'll fill you in on whether you should check it out or not. And then go on your merry way and check out more High Republic stuff. So, um, But yes, we've got two books that we're going to cover today. One is uh, High Republic Race to Crash Point Tower, which we'll go over first. Pod race and book, then we've got, yep. And then we've got um, uh, the second one was Out of the Shadows, uh, High Republic Out of the Shadows, which was by Justina Ireland. Part two um, in a trilogy, so we've got right? The, yes. Yeah. So we've got quite a bit to talk about. The Who's that first, first book one, by? Into the Dark, Daniel Out of the Jose Shadows, Older. and then what's the third one going to be called? No, no, no. I just he didn't oh. say that the he didn't say what who raced the Crash Point Tower. Oh, sorry. Oh. Yeah, Daniel Jose Older, friend of the show, friend of yeah. the show. Add him on. Good interview. Yeah. Go back and check that one out. It's available on YouTube yeah. and on anywhere you find our podcast. Very, Listen very good it. show. Listen to it for a second um, time. Heck, yeah. Not all oh, I thought it was entertaining. The Kevin Scott one was entertaining too. Also I mean, available on our feed. Go ahead and check uh, that out. Yeah, <laughs> I tell you what, I love. I I really like the interviews with the writers that we we've done because they 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 have to study so much yeah, of they've put a lot Star of Wars to to build and write their books. They know a ton of stuff, and it, it's so cool to listen to. Like Kevin's dropping Dooku stuff. Um, like, oh, this, the, you know, this was a little reference to what happens in Dooku uh, and, uh, or Dooku Justin, was a little bit of a nod to what happens in this one. Listen to the episode. Don't give it all yeah. away here. I mean, it was, it was cool. It was super cool. So go, go check out those interviews because they are really, really good interviews. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, we've got Race to Crash Point Tower, which is by Daniel Jose Older. It's a, uh, it's for a little bit younger group. Um, I wouldn't say it's quite YA. Is that? Would we say it's a, a, it's a, a YA novel? Book, I think, or, right? It's, yeah, it's younger than YA. That's that's what I was. It's more like a kids a YA. book. Yeah, yeah. It's it's Race to Crash Point Tower was more geared it's like an for elementary school chapter book kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, and and it was short. It is very short, um, and it does put you right into the action right away. So. For, for a quick synopsis review, uh, Racer Crash Point Tower follows a young Jedi by the name of Ram Jamaram um, and his droid V18. Right it is Ram, Ram Jamaram and his droid, which is V18, which is a kind of sassy droid, but it, it's like a droid, but also like a speeder at the same time. He can ride his droid and his droid can adapt and build things in- on... 
to himself. Mobile Armored Strike Command, aka Mask from the 80s slash 90s. <laughs> I mean, yeah. to be fair, he was a droid, and then they put like the parts on him rockets to make on him. him. Yeah. Mobile. Mobile. Yeah. yeah. AZ kind of yeah. did that too, <laughs> frankly. Yeah. So he's you know it's it's him and his droid and they're they're stationed at on they're on valo and they're kind of spoiler alert not a great place to be this time of uh the timeline no this this is right in line with everything that happens with the the republic fair Mm -hmm. on valo when it gets attacked by the nihil this is basically in conjunction with that and it is a short book but it does it does escalate rather quickly. That's the thing that I will say about this book. It is geared for a younger audience, but it does move quickly as far as action goes. And Rom does run into a lot of the same characters that you follow in um, the other book. In um, they, why, They've why been doing that been? really well across the whole High Republic, uh, I guess, initiative mm-hmm. or whatever. Uh, they're they're crossing everybody. I mean, Avar Chris pops up in everything. Stellan pops up in everything. Yep. Vernestra pops up all over the place. Like it, you're, they're tying everything together with these like touch point characters, which is really cool. Yeah. Yep. This is and a this side one quest, get, basically, to Rising Storm. Yeah. <laughs> this is how you level up your Optional character. Side quest, yeah. Um, <laughs> before the big boss Adds fight. Adds a little to the story, yeah. but not totally necessary. <laughs> Um, he does encounter like Lula and Zine, who we know through the comics pretty heavily. Um, he does run into Ty Yorick, um, when he gets basically arrested for trying to get back into the fair. Um, but it, yeah, no he's, he's basically on this, he's, he's operating this, this outpost, uh, communications outpost on Valo when it goes dark, he goes up to investigate what causes it to go dark and find, he encounters some Nihil while he's there. Um, he manages to fend them off, but I think that at this point the damage has already been done. The invasion kind of occurs. Um, you know, the Nile come down, they start attacking. So his he's trying to race. Uh, he's trying to race back to warn them just before that happens, and he himself gets arrested because Jedi don't really carry ID. So nobody believes him. So he gets thrown in this prison and he ends up meeting Tyoric. And um, when the attack on Valo happens, that's essentially where he is. And when he goes back, he makes it back to the town. He goes through other events while he's, he gets out of prison. Um, he helps tie a little bit along the way. He goes back to the tower to basically figure out what the heck was going on. And that's where he encounters the Drengear. Mm. And he, it was interesting because in this book, he notices in the beginning, he sees these like spores kind of floating around with once he thwarts the Nile and he sees these spores kind of floating around and he makes a a note that they're beautiful, but they're also very unnerving. Um, He's not seen them before on Valo. So it was a little, um, it didn't sit right with him. Yeah, it did not sit right. It didn't feel right. So when he goes back later on in the book, he encounter he now he finds the Drengear, and they're basically surrounding this comms tower. They've infested it. They're basically blocking the communications so that the Nile can come in because they have partnered with the Nile because the Nile promised them meats, and <laughs> which I think that was a revelation, wasn't it? I think we we had some sort of things that were kind of alluding to. 
that they, that that might be that there might be a team up happening but i feel like that was the first time yes. it was like definitively Called said out. that they were working together yeah yeah so he they the nile base or the the drengear basically are like look we came here with these dudes um they promised us food your food we're gonna eat you and he ram jamaram who for all intents and purposes is a very isolated uh young padawan he likes machines he likes mechanics uh like mechanical parts he likes tools um he doesn't like he 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 likes being a jedi he loves that he loves to learn but i think he 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 doesn't really crave like adventure and going from planet to planet. He just likes being in his little area and doing his thing, which is totally fine. And so I think when, you know, they come and they say, well, he, he does a really good job of fending them off and eventually like grabs a root, I think, and starts communicating with them. And that's when he's, he's like, wait, stop. Like, why are you guys why are you guys doing this? And they, they's like, well, they promised us meats. And that's when he goes, well, no, they're over there blowing everything up and killing all the people at the fair, which are your meats. And <laughs> it's funny because at this point, the Drengear get mad because they're like, well, wait, they've double crossed us. They're killing our meats. We can't eat them when they're not alive. I guess they only prefer live meats. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, but lots of animals do. Yeah. They like fresh meat. Uh, so they get mad and basically, you know, turn, I don't want to say turn on the Nile, but, um, there is a, a, a what do I want to say? They, they leave at some point, uh, the Nile or the Drengear actually get in a ship at one point and can fly, which was, I thought was super. Yeah. That's crazy. They're, it's towards the, towards the end of the book. They get in the ship and they operate the ship and leave, which was interesting. Um, and they can increase and decrease in size as needed because they fit through some kind of tiny little hole in this ship to basically get in and pilot it. So, but, um, like I said, it, it escalates quickly. Um, it is fast paced for a very short book. It is geared towards a younger audience. So you do follow a little bit more of Ram Jamaram and V18, who is a very sassy droid, um, instead of, you know, Stellan Geos and Avar Chris and um, what's his name with the love triangle that he's got going on. And it's it's more geared for a younger audience than it is for adults. But at the same time, it's a quick read. So if you're, you know, just wanting something Star Wars to read real quick, you can do the audio book on this and knock it out in like, what, five, six hours, I would guess. Probably. Probably less than that. I thought it was only two yeah. or three, really. That may be two. It's it's short. It's really short. So um in the end of this book, uh he Ram John Ran after his encounters realizes that there's a much bigger world out there and he actually does have a desire to leave Vallow. Um so I think he's about to go off in adventures and we'll probably see him in um, comics or some of the books coming out a little bit later, I would guess. We're going to get so a fish out of water tail. That could be. We're going to see him with uh, with um, Zine and uh, Lula, probably, would be my guess. Um, you know, little little snippets here and there. Um, 
Yeah, the Jedi don't carry around ID. I know Ram's trying to get back into the fair and he gets stopped by security and they're like, who are you? And he's like, I'm, I'm a Padawan and they're, they don't believe him at all. So I'm like, really? Like we can't carry around some kind of ID to just a say, badge. Hey, I'm a they Jedi. A badge. <laughs> at least a laminate um, or something. something. Yeah, something. I, I like how his, my name um, is sticker. <laughs> something. <laughs> I, I liked how his Jedi mind trick uh, skills weren't fully developed so he was like breaking into the guy's mind but also like making like the stuff he was saying wasn't really working mm-hmm it's yep. ki- it kind of a funny when he was uh, going was that was he, he was trying to get out of the prison yeah and then um, also when he was trying to not so much when he was trying to get out of the prison but when he was trying to message um yes the jet uh on, the jedi and starlight beacon yeah and he would relay the message to the guy but he would completely butcher the relayed message. Yeah. But he was, yeah, it was, that it's part was pretty maneuver. entertaining. It is. It is. Not a little. Um, I, I thought there was a really cool tie in here with the zoo creatures. So in, um, what was the last book before? Um, sorry. I, it's escaping me at this point. Rising Out of Storm? the shadows, right? Oh no. Rising storm. Thank you. Um, in rising storm, right? We see, the rag scythe and the sand balls, right? The rag scythe are those like three headed cat things with vicious teeth and they're just really gnarly looking, right? And then the sand balls, which they were flying on through the whole thing. Well, in this, you get a little bit of a, a crossover where uh, Ty is riding on one of the sand balls and actually comes back from the fair to help Ram escape and get out of there. Um, so that was kind of interesting. You had a nice crossover of Ty being on the sand vault in, in um, Rising Storm, but also being on the sand vault in this book. So literally happening at the exact same time. The side and they quest did mention the main quest. That's crazy. Yeah, it was cool. And they did actually mention a mudhorn in this as well. I don't know if they, I can't remember if they did that in Rising Storm or not, the but they mud did bring horn? up that the zoo had a mudhorn, which I thought was very wonder nice if it touch. laid an egg. Suka. Suga. Um, and then there was the other interesting thing I saw that I can't find anything on. There was a mention of an R wing in this. Did anybody else catch that? No. Yeah, I I I swear there was a mention of a ship called an R wing, and I could not find anything on it anywhere. So I'll have to go back and double check. I thought I wrote. I think it. I know what cha- it was in chapter. The R-Wing... Chapter 20. The R-Wing was made to replace the outdated T-367C X-Wing, which the Republic Remnant had used to fight the Eternal Navy during the Second Eternal War. The ship was created by Nexus Shipyards and designed by Baron Engineering Corps. Hmm. Did not know that. Although, (laughs) this article is from well in the future... Uh, <laughs> I was going to say because the X-wing because this says uh, the ship was used for from the Crusade of Yavin Four in 682 ABY. That would be after the Battle of Yavin, which would be like 900 years after the High Republic. So this is probably not it. No. Well, and well, I, what is this Star Wars fanon? Is that where you found it too? Yeah, it's another wiki site. I know, but what hmm. does that mean? Is that like, fi- is that like fan fiction? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. 
But yeah, I couldn't find anything on it. I swear there's a mention of it. Chapter 20. I'll have to go back and double check it. But again, nice thing up. is the chapters are not long. Um, so I could find it pretty quick. But yeah, it was it was interesting. It was um I was like, oh, that's kind of a cool ship. Uh yeah, yeah it's, I it's love fan fiction wiki. It's a fan fiction wiki. Uh oh. Uh oh. Stay away from those. Um but yeah, it was a it was a nice, I mean, it's a cool book. I love the conversation of the Drangir uh with each other. They you know, um, it, it's kind of interesting to hear like the hive mind, but yet they they're, they're not totally a hive mind. They do argue with each other in some of their discussions, um, which is pretty funny. Um, they are not the brightest bulbs in the box, I guess you could say. For plants, I think to, they're way above average. <laughs> yes, for plants, yes. Uh, but they, you know, clearly were played here. Um, by the Nile, didn't realize it, and um, you know, uh, it'll be interesting to see where we go from here because uh, I, I, you know, they're communicating with um, the pro progenitor, right? That's the main, the main night, uh, main drain gear. I don't know what you want to call it, mother or hi, I don't know, lead monster. I don't know what it is, but the progenitor is the main one that they it's communicate like the with so yeah. yeah yeah so we'll see what happens with with that but um again short read um nicely done by daniel jose older um it, if you're not it, again it's it's a little bit younger than the ya stuff um so if that's not your jam i would say you probably don't need to read this one because it doesn't it does tie in with everything that's going on with the republic fair but it is geared a little bit more towards uh, a younger audience. So if that's not totally your thing, you can probably skip that one and go to a different book. But yeah, I enjoyed it. The, uh, the audio book was, um, was read by Todd Habercorn. Uh, the only weird thing I, I think that I really missed was like the sound effects and the music behind Heatherford, it. Tom Heatherford. Hmm. No, I thought it was Habercorn. Oh. Hmm. I must have been confused. Genuine? You know genuine? <laughs> uh, but yeah, so... Uh, Does Justin still not know? He doesn't no, get it. No, it's I okay. don't. Who's, who, I don't it was, know who it that was is. for me. It's from a, a little show called Parks and Rec. It's oh, an, yeah. an indie no, production. I <laughs> no, I have not watched that, so... But yeah, I... um. But yeah, it was. I mean, I missed the the, yeah, the, the like sound effects and the hour. music that went behind it. So, which you get more of with with some of the other books. Yeah, so. they didn't get yeah. the whole uh, uh, Del Rey, um, uh, like shebang production quality. Yeah, yeah. official term. Yeah. Shebang, shebang. <laughs> yeah. Also, a Ricky Martin song. Shebang, shebang. It's a Ricky Martin song, sir. Oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> he did a cover. I'm not saying it wasn't better, but it was a cover. He didn't write it. I mean, Joan Jett's I Love Rock and Roll was a cover too, but who, who do we remember? <laughs> I thought it, that was uh, Britney Spears or something. Did she cover that? No. She, I mean, she might have. Free Britney. <laughs> um, she's free in, now. In, in, in typical, Bl- bless her heart. she's not completely free. She's, she's a lot freer. more free than she was a couple months ago. Yeah. Freer. Um, in yeah. typical fashion, I'd like to take us. I'd like to hearken us back, and just inform the audience that um, the while "Out of the Shadows" is a young adult novel, 
Um, the official term for uh, Race to Crash Point Tower is a junior novel. Junior novel. What comes before junior novel? Young readers. Is that the is that the youngest level of book? That's like I think there's yeah. That's like the you know the golden whatever those. Isn't there like a Chewbacca C-spot book? run type situation. One of those. Yeah. There's a monster there's at the like, end of this book featuring Grover. You know, oh, I had that book. It's killer. That's my favorite book. <laughs> my to this literal day? favorite book. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I love it. It's been all uh, downhill since there, huh? I mean, you you got that one under your belt pretty early, I'm assuming. Yeah. Yep. There's a. It's the the ranking goes. Um, there's a monster at the end of this book. Uh, heir to the Empire, <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> I don't. I don't know the third all, one. All I'm not even going to comment. Characters. This is this is absurd. Right out of the gate, <laughs> at face value, this is absurd. Do you guys have any other thoughts? Uh, uh, no thoughts. It was it was not about pod point? racing. Race to Crash Point Tower. Not about pod racing. I didn't know there was other racing in Star Wars. There there was a mention Actually, I of did, it because it's in. Uh, that yeah, one show resistance. There was a mention of it though. He does explain why it's called crash point tower though basically it's, it's point where everyone um, crashes yeah they they were like they're just basically kind of the testing nose. and they all crash in the same spot so it's uh yeah that's it what about okay. uh five-year racing father Sir? racing yeah there is father racing there's three types of mm-hmm. racing is there a fourth you would assume there's probably many types of racing yeah um yeah <laughs> nothing's coming to mind right now yeah. oh, that that uh starship race that han solo did uh oh, in see? the comics there you go yeah. yeah and then there's the kind of racing that uh poe dameron's wife or uh poe, Dam- poe dameron's mom did before she joined the rebels we're at least at five met. types of racing now yeah yeah racing everywhere there's so much to gamble on in a galaxy far far away or drink well, drink beer um, and watch, I guess. I don't know what else you do at a race. I don't really do that. Speaking of more things going on in a galaxy far, far away, let's dive into Out of the Shadows, which is mm. by Justina Ireland. Um, and for a synopsis of this one, I'm going to turn it over to Kyle here and walk us through high-level Out of the Shadows. Yeah, uh, well, I've got the like the publisher synopsis here. So I'll read that off real quick. Cause that's like a pretty good, but also I know you guys listen to the audio book and I actually read the book like it's uh 1990 still. And so, um, you know, if I pronounce a name different than the way you expected me to just go with it, it's fine. It's no big deal. What they, uh, they had audio books in 1990. They just called them yep. something different than back then. They were books on books tape. On tape. And it wasn't cool to do back then. I mean, like, now it's like you just plug it into your phone and do it in the car and blah, 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 blah. It's so easy. Like, everybody read books back then, I feel like. I didn't know anybody that listened to books on tape. Or were you the one? Were you the guy checking out books on tape from the library and listening to them? So the one, the one book on a tape that I know that I listened to was an audio, a full cast audio dramatization of Dark Empire with Billy D. Williams playing wow. Lando Calrissian. Ooh, they got the big guy. Yep. Nice. Well, um, <laughs> I did not do that. I read books, and I still do. <laughs> well, then that's a comic book, too, so that's even... It's even more niche. Wilder, yeah. 
Uh, well, okay, here we go with Out of the Shadows by Justina Arlen, released on July 27, 2021. Sylvester Yarrow is on a streak of bad luck with no end in sight. She's been doing her best to keep her family cargo business going after her mom's death, but between mounting debt and increasing attacks by the Nile on unsuspecting ships, Syl is in danger of losing all she has left of her mother. Tale as told as time, you know, it's happened to everybody. Uh, she heads to the galactic capital of Coruscant for help, but gets sidetracked when she's drawn into a squabble between two of the Republic's most powerful families over a patch of space on the frontier. These are, does anybody remember the name of these? This was the Santecas and the somebody else's, but they are like, um, they charted hyperspace lanes, which is like a big plot point in all of these I don't know. It's like a a through line in this whole Nile thing mm-hmm. because they're manipulating uh, hyperspace lanes. And uh, these guys, is it fair to say they're sort of like um, the big oil companies of a galaxy far, far away? Like they are so, so, so wealthy. And this other family that I can't remember the name of off the top of my head Um but they have just have so much money and they use their influence like to lobby politicians and they're like not necessarily very good people. You know, just, you know, throwing it out there mm-hmm. how, how it seems to me. Um, a little bit. Uh, to the uh, patch of space in the frontier. Tangled up in familial politics is the last place so wants to be, but the promise of a big payoff is enough to keep her interested. Meanwhile, Jedi Vernestra Rowe, uh, one of my favorite uh, High Republic mm-hmm. Jedi is Vernestra, who they keep calling Vern, which she hates. Uh, I agree. Terrible nickname. I would not want to be called Vern, and I think Vernestra is a sweet you know name. What I mean, Vern. Uh, and she has a lightsaber whip, which is so cool, and she was knighted at like 15. Awesome. Uh, but she's been summoned to Coruscant, but with no idea why or by whom. Spoiler alert, it was by Stellan her former master. She and her Padawan, Imri Kenteros, arrive at the capital along with Jedi Master Comic Vitus and his Padawan, Wreath Silas. Uh, we know Wreath and Imri from the previous book, mm-hmm. Into the Dark, right? Yeah. Yep. And Vernestra, of course, we know from there. And there was the little girl who was the main character in the first story, in the first book, Into the Dark, whose mother pops up in this book. She's a senator who's like kind of involved in all this political. There's a lot of politics in this book, um, but she pops up in here too. What's up? Yeah, That's you know Nan. The, uh, the Hatfield to the Santecas McCoy is uh, the Graf family. Thank you. Thank oh. you. The, the Santecas and the Grafs. Uh, none, no love lost between the two of them. Nope. And they're kind of in the same game, it seems like. Fighting over the same territory. Um, so, Vernestra, Imri, Comic, and Wreath, they're asked to assist with the property dispute on the frontier. And this is what those two families are involved with. This is what Silvestri has gotten herself involved with. Uh, and this is where these storylines are going to converge because they're going to inspect this random empty part of space where weird stuff is happening and for some reason the graph family really 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 wants to have it even though supposedly it's not important very very shady um 
But the que- yeah, that, that's the question. Why? What is so important about an empty patch of space? Yeah, obviously it doesn't make any sense and they're going to pay like billions and billions and trillions of credits for it. Um, the answer will lead Vernestra to a new understanding of her abilities and take Syl back to the past and to truths that will finally come out of the shadows. That's the name of the book. But, uh, dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, the back to so Syl's cool. past, she finds that her mother who died at the very, very beginning of the book was actually alive. Mm-hmm. She faked her death. She's been working with the Nile to create this giant Ooh. pull you out of hyperspace weapon. Um, yeah. Gravity well. Bomb dropped. Gravity well. She and Nan, who we also met in the first book, who hoodwinked Emery um, by batting her eyelashes and pretending she wasn't a Nile when she was. Pops back up in this book. She's protecting the old lady Santeca who's being like barely kept alive in a jar because she has all the hyperspace lanes. Um, lots of worlds colliding here. But it was pretty cool. I liked this book a lot. It wasn't my favorite High Republic book um, because some of them have been really, really good. And this one was good too. Um, not one of my most favorite, but I really did like it. I would highly recommend it. If you're on the High Republic train, you got to include this one. Yeah. It was a change of pace because I feel like this one was way more character driven and For a sure. lot less action driven than previous ones. And but it was an it was a nice change because I've you know, I feel like we need to there's a lot of characters, so we need to mm-hmm. get more of this kind of stuff. I agree. There was a very little action in this. There I mean there was a bombing and um there was like an attack in the very beginning, but but mostly this is kind of a mystery suspense. We're we're in these characters' heads a lot. We're learning a lot about Vernestra has this um, I don't know power ability weird thing that happens to her in hyperspace where she kind of sees visions, and these visions started coming true. And this is something that her former master wanted her to like explore more. That's something that I think uh, I know has been popping up more in the high Republic than we've ever seen before, but the Jedi, a lot of them seem to have these kind of like specific abilities that they hone in on and kind of like we know, um, uh, his name is eluding me now in, in the, um, in the clone wars, Quinlan Voss, how he can kind of touch things and see what, what has happened to them. Mm -hmm. He gets, I forget the exact term for it, but he's got this ability and it's kind of the same one that's in Jedi fallen order. But, um, you know, there's all kinds of stuff because we also have Emery, who's a empath and he, he's basically feeling everything that everyone feels around him. And he, he's got like this crazy intuition. And then, uh, we've got Avar Chris who can connect all the Jedi like Jean gray and is like, having everybody operate as almost like a hive mind and all kinds of different special specific abilities. So that's really cool to me. Yeah. I, I liked, I really liked Emery's character in that force power that Emery has because it was a little bit of a hot topic in the beginning because Vernestra was very concerned about what he was using it for because mm-hmm. he uses it basically when somebody feels pain um, or suffering to take it away from them. And he can kind of calm them down and ease their pain. And she was very concerned with that because essentially you're taking away somebody's choice to feel grief for something when you do that. And, and well, it's definitely manipulating of, someone, even if your intention yes, exactly. is good. Um, yes. And that, that's one of the um, ways he was doing it. 
he was also able yes. to just like kind of intuit people's thoughts and emotions and things around him. And then he was able to touch them and influence them to try and change yeah. those feelings too. Yeah. And that was very, Hey, Which does a feel a bit like a have. dark side kind of thing to do. Exactly. Cause if you can make someone feel yep. better, you could definitely make them feel worse too. You would think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's and about intention. Sure. Yeah. Which actually yeah. brings us to um, a really, my favorite specific quote from this book, which I have marked, so I'll, I'll pull it up here. But there was a couple instances, and I only know one off the top of my head, but they did make a couple of like classic Star Wars line references. I know he said, I've got a bad mm-hmm. feeling about this at one point, and there was a couple more. But um, there is a line in here. Let me see. Okay. Uh, tell us, Stellan, is it Geos or is that like it's a Geos? Home? Okay. Stellan Geos always does what's best for the order. And then Wreath wanted to ask, what about what's best for the force? And that is like, to me, that's such a great mm. through line for the Jedi is like, are we just doing the will of the force? And following its guidance and trying to do what's best for the Force, or are we looking out for the Jedi Order, who, even though we are uh, have pledged our lives to the Force and made all these commitments, this collection of people, of individuals, is not actually the Force. So looking out for the Jedi Order right. is not necessarily... Um, behaving in the interest of the force and i think that comes to a head during the clone wars and the fall of the jedi order and all that stuff but that was a really really interesting kind of like poignant uh line for me in in that book yeah it it stuck out yeah that's a good point it's always a hot topic on you know are they really are they really doing the will or are they mm-hmm. just doing their own thing using the force to do well, whatever I would, that they want? So yeah. I would, yeah, it, I think that's like the whole point of the clone wars. That's like exactly what happened. That's why, mm-hmm. that's why Ahsoka left. That's why she's better than a Jedi, but there's all those things. Um, in, in this yeah. book, we also are learning more about hyperspace in general and kind of how that works and how it doesn't work and how, it was developed over time and the these people, these prospectors that went out and, and just kind of discovered these hyperspace lanes and routes and set beacons at them so people could follow them. That's all really interesting to me. It's, it's the world building kind of stuff that I think we all kind of enjoy. Um, and I'm I hope also- we get more stories about that. Like I'd, I'd, I'd like to see some, let's go back a little bit farther and mm-hmm. create something that's not even, uh, it's only connected by that. You know, there's nothing else connected. Just getting us, you know, a nice independent star star Wars story. That's not really connected to anything. I mean, directly, I think that would be cool. I agree. I'm all, I'm all for more types of stories. Um, I have a question for you guys too, with yeah. all the stuff, that so we've got the old is it Mari or Mary Santeca who's the old Mari. old like mm-hmm. over a hundred years old lady the who like they're barely <laughs> keeping alive with tubes and a tank or whatever. Um but she yeah. has these paths 
And then we've got Vernestra, who somehow is able to see visions when she's in hyperspace and all these things. And then, I know this is not the same timeline, but in the um, Thrawn Ascendancy books, we've got these Chiss Skywalkers who are able to Mm -hmm. navigate through hyperspace using the Force. Are all these things connected in some way? Because Mari is also obviously communicating with people through the force because she was sending messages to um, Loden's Padawan in in the last book. And, and now I feel like she was connected to Vernestra in this book and kind of guiding her. So is that hmm. is there some kind of through line between these things? Go ahead, Josh. I would, my assumption is the, the way that the Skywalkers are described and the way Mari Santeca is described um, I think I think there are similar abilities in the way that like maybe like the Jedi mind trick and what Emery can do are similar. Mm-hmm. Um but it's not the same because I don't think that um it doesn't seem like they are doing as much calculation. The Skywalkers are doing as much calculation as Maria's, but maybe, maybe I'm just, maybe it is similar or even more the same than I'm thinking, but it just, the way they were presented made it seem like they were somewhat different. I think it's hard to say because they're operating yeah. in a different way too. Like the Skywalkers yeah. are, are piloting the ship in real time where Mari is giving you a path that you can take. And then Vernestra is a whole other thing. Like, obviously, she's for some reason like more in touch with the Force when they're traveling through hyperspace or or something like that. Because those those visions are only happening to her when they're at you know traveling through hyperspace lane. Um, I don't know. I'm just curious. And maybe there's maybe they're not related in any way other than the Force and hyperspace, but. Uh, it's interesting to me. I think, no, I think you're onto something there. I mean, I think Vernestra's is a little bit different though, because she's seeing it like once she gets into the hyperspace, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas Mari and even the Chiss Skywalkers are, they talk about it in the books where even Mari, once they plot the paths, they have to rest. Like they can't, it's not like a, ongoing thing they have to have downtime in order to basically refuel and recharge so those two things are very similar but they in the case of the chist they're doing it for lack of a better term live action mm-hmm. right with while they're on the deck of a ship but they go into like a trance yeah, they're doing state it in real time yeah and then mari is basically like here's your point a and your point b and I'm just going to give you a bunch of these jump coordinates, and you got to go there. So I, well, they haven't, they haven't like they been really similar. clear about what those paths are or how they work either, because they're able to mm-hmm. do all kinds of crazy jumps right, right behind, um, right behind other ships and into gravity yeah. wells and all kinds of stuff. So it's like the gift just of don't have foresight or something on, yeah, Mari's part. So. I don't know. I they do those two sound very similar. I think Vernestra's might be a little bit different, but they're how they're. I mean, I'm assuming it's all channeling through the Force in some way, shape, or form. So, yeah, yeah, it's a good point, though. It's a good question. Um, um 
I don't. What else stood out to you in uh, in this book? In uh, in the book, I personally don't have a ton more. I got a couple more thoughts. I know Vernestra has that light whip, which is super cool. Uh, it comes in handy sometimes. There's some kind of setting, so her saber can obviously be a regular saber, or she can set it Just to awesome. whip mode. Um, <laughs> Does it have nene mode? Yeah, she can whip or nene um, <laughs> with the saber. But apparently, it's top secret. Only a couple people know. Um, she talked to to Avar Chris about it. She was going to talk to Stellan, but never brought it up. And apparently, this is going to be like a major concern for some people, potentially. Mm-hmm. I'm not super clear on why. She's very, um, very hesitant to show yeah. Stellan. Yeah, but she, she still never told him throughout this whole book. So that's got to yeah. gotta come up in the third one. Or I don't know when they're mm-hmm. going to talk about it. But uh, it seems to me like having the whip uh, necessarily wouldn't just at face value wouldn't necessarily be that bad, but it's the fact that she has now either not, not either lied or at very least not been completely truthful about it for now. Quite some time is probably the bigger issue. Avar loved it. Yeah. But she also did tell her why it's, uh, a cause for concern and she needs to like consider how she handles that. It's, it's not great for close combat which is a drawback, but she loved it. She was like, no, she's like, this is great. You should show him. And she's still very hesitant to show him. Well, and we're seeing, and this comes up, I think in the comics as well, but the Jedi order during this Nile slash Drengear war on two fronts is running into the exact same problem that the Jedi order of, the Clone Wars uh, we're running into. And you've got these people who are like, well, we need to just blitzkrieg all out right now and shut it down. And then there's the half that are like, well, we're not soldiers. We need to, you know, we can protect people and we can do the, and there's this huge disconnect. And it's crazy that like, you know, everything that's old will be new again, but the Jedi have been having these same problems for 400 years or more and it's like geez old pete's we couldn't come to a conclusion about like nobody ever (laughs) came up with a better way or a plan or anything like geez next time they ask us to fight in a giant war to save the galaxy then we'll do it no i don't know or just say no yeah Yeah, but it's it's like this again what is it Mm, yep. 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 It's like poetry yeah. it rhymes. God bless America. I don't think that's exactly <laughs> what he meant when he said that, but um the I'm using it for the meme quality, yeah, not I, for the I get it. I feel like you're quality. trolling me every time you say it now. <laughs> Cause that I've anytime anything like, oh, here's a, this they were on a planet that had snow. That's just like Hoth. It's like poetry. It, like guys, that's not what he meant. He didn't mean like Every time you do something that ever happened in a Star War ever, like ugh, whatever, 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 whatever. You mean there could be another planet that has snow on? Yeah, it? like uh, that's not a coincidence. Like, like that's not poetry. <laughs> that's like there's right, only right. four seasons. You got sunny, you got snowy, you got rainy. You, like you, there's only so many options. So <laughs> give me a break. 
But yep. Yeah. That, uh, that, that, that's you. a whole side note. The only other thing I have is that these um, Santecas slash get, what did you say was their last name, Josh? The Groff? Groffs. 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 Um, they have foolish money. Like, uh, we're just going to create giant biospheres on our huge landing station fortress base that we own and we're going to give away brand new starships to random strangers just because we need them to do like a shady favor for us and we're going to like so in unimaginable money money, essentially they're they're buying and selling anything they want including it seems like politicians um but yeah, corruption all over the place. Uh, this this is how Palpatines happen, people. This is how thing you mm-hmm. know you get into situations you don't want to be in. Fascism thrives, but you know we're just letting these these uh, hyperspace frontiersmen amass quadrillions of credits and use them f- to amass even more. It's a hot mess out there. You're not. You're not far off, though. Oil tycoons. <laughs> well, I mean, oil tycoons. Or like uh, people that built the railways, right? Uh, that, you know, just put everybody in bad situations and forced people into labor. And it's... Uh, now it's the people they got who their money. sell your data so, online. Yep. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, I the one thing I... I I love always love weird mentions of things, and I, I think in what was it chapter eleven? There was a mention of um, what is it, Blinka, who is a grand Grandfeldian snow dog. Mm. Oh yeah, the thing that I they sit on that they think is a chair or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's like its whole thing. Is it like lays there and makes people sit on it to think that it's not real yeah. or it's like it, it dead pretends or like it's just a a cushion. Mm-hmm. I don't know why that just sounds like the kind of dog that is big and cuddly and is great mm-hmm. for like winter time. You know what I mean? If you sit on my dog, um, he'll bite you. So I wouldn't recommend it, but that oh, dog <laughs> seemed to like it. He was into it. I don't know that I could sit on your dog and he would survive. No, he, <laughs> He's kind of skinny rib or something. <laughs> right. Um, but no, it was a, a cool thing. But yeah, t- Josh, you hit the nail on the head with this book earlier with the character development not not a super ton of action some good action but character development for a lot of these jedis and other characters was really really good i don't know if you guys knew this um i have a scoop about the oh here we go Plinka. what's this guy gonna say hmm. um <clears throat> the song by torn the snow dog is actually about plinka the I'm, rush song i'm sick of you <laughs> I'm sick of you off of fly by night I don't know. I was never a big rush. What? Blast me, sir. Yeah. You're in the right age bracket, too. Neil Pert, very good. Oh, but not. What did Rush ever do that was bet? Okay, whatever. Whatever. I'm sick of you, Justin. You're about to get canceled. You're about to get this whole show canceled for coming out against (laughs) Rush. I love how it is not my my drummer ever. Pretty pretty good. He's pretty good. He's pretty good. You're pretty good. Life, I 
no, it was a uh, it was a good book, and the end is really good. It's a solid ending, um, you know, with Syl and and her mother and everything that's going on there. It's a it's a good book, good read. Check it out again. Not super super long without of the shadows. Um, I think what we got Rising Storm was long. Um, it seemed like uh, okay, we're we're, fi- chapters, we're finding a theme here. Really short, but so adult novel long. <laughs> YA novel yeah, yes. not as long. Uh, young yeah. reader not Junior quite as long reader. as that. Like <laughs> okay, <laughs> right. sensing a theme. Um, well, but even what Light of the Jedi compared to Rising Storm, I thought Light of the Jedi was shorter. I'd, I, I'd have to check the stats that? on that. I feel like they were almost exactly okay. the same. All right. Okay. They look the same on but my yeah, shelf. So. <laughs> The, the thickness of the book yeah. is the same between They're comparable. The two. Okay. Um, well, maybe it's, I don't know, maybe it's like I led the speed that I listen on sometimes on the audiobooks. So that could be it. Maybe I was listening to Light of the Jedi faster than I was. It up. Rising Storm. I don't know. But they're, so far, so good. Uh, we've enjoyed all of them for the most part. I, yeah. I think there haven't been any stinkers. Bring, I mean, some of them are really good no. and some of them are pretty good, but I, I think we've liked them all so far. Yeah. Uh, we love the characters. Yeah. The characters in this era are fantastic. Um, you know, you don't have to deal with Kiata Mundi talking about what about the the Wookiees. I believe so. Yarel Poof is that his name? He is. He's, he's around. Poof. He's around. He's, he's around. not getting the credit um, that Yoda is for still being on the uh, council for hundreds of years, but he's kicking. Yeah, he's around. Was there one other one, or was it just those I two? I thought it was just Yaddle, those was Yaddle two. there? Yeah, no, oh, Yaddle, Yaddle is one is in one of these books. Okay. Yeah, Yaddle's the. Th- I, th- I was gonna say, I think there's three members of the Jedi Council in this era that are still on the Jedi Council. In yeah. so to your point, Kyle, no, we didn't learn anything. And no, two hundred years. Figure out how to either correctly involve ourselves <laughs> or stay uninvolved in a galactic conflict. Yes. So. Yep. There were, mm. There's one other. There's one other Jedi that's in both. I mean, that's a quarter of the dang council, and we didn't come up with a protocol, and we didn't. We didn't learn anything. We didn't change anything. So, I mean, who are we to talk? Look at America doing the same thing every twenty years for all eternity. But mm-hmm. I guess it's yeah. not that easy. <laughs> it's crazy. But yeah, check them out. Good reads, solid reads. Um, we enjoyed them. Like I yeah, said, I'd love getting uh, a little, love getting a little dose of. Uh, mm-hmm. And I know why, why man. Republic. Republic. My allegiance is to the love Republic. That. Love that little hit. Love that little hit. Yeah, it's that's a good little ditty there. Too. So. Go pick them up. Available in stores and wherever you listen to audiobooks. Um, you can find both of these books, Race to Crash Point Tower and Out of the Shadows. Any one of those places. Patronize your local library. Uh, it, yeah. Support your local library. Go check them out. The Target. Um, They've got them too. Any, any other shout outs or anything before we uh, blow this thing and get out of here? Uh, I'd like to wish our co-host Josh... A happy birthday yesterday. It'll be two or three days ago by the time you hear it. But happy birthday, Josh. It's not too late to tweet him if you haven't. Nope. It only took you turds the whole episode to acknowledge me. (laughs) My birth. Um, 
Hey, we did we did send you birthday shout outs on uh, on your actual birthday. And I feel like when you get older, stretching it out isn't a bad thing. I love getting a little hit on, oh, hey, it was your birthday like two weeks ago. Oh, thanks. All I know thanks is I told it. him happy birthday and then he complained about it. So next year he gets nothing. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're going to have to uh, come up with a prank and uh, an autograph. Send him an autograph. Oh, I already, okay. I already, I already <laughs> I recently him. found something else I want to send Kyle. Oh, here we go. Oh, no. I got to oh, come up no. with Not as fun a, as the first a one. A troll gift but. for Josh now. Oh, Start no. thinking about it. That's crazy. It'll Justin, which book did you think one. was longer? I thought Rising Storm was longer than Light of the Jedi. Yep. It's two hours longer. Oh, okay. it is significantly longer. See, that's significant, right? It was great. I mean, there's a lot going on in Rising Storm. I loved it. And and Light of the Jedi was really establishing these new characters for the first time. But like I said, when I was listening to it, it felt longer trying to get through Rising Storm than it did Light of the Jedi. So Rising yeah. Storm had to tons know. of point of view characters. It was one of the best books, yes. though. I really liked it. It is. It is. It is by far one of the best books so far. Um, thanks for that little nugget of knowledge, Josh. So no now problem. everybody knows. There you go. Plan for Stat two hours more there. if you're checking out Rising Storm. Well, let's wrap this up, folks. Get on out of here. You're all clear, kid. Now let's blow this thing and go home. That little exhale loop does always makes me uncomfortable. That was the recap of Race to Crash Point Tower by Daniel Jose Older and Out of the Shadows by Justina Ireland. Super. Hope you guys welcome. enjoyed Super that. You, you can go check out our previous interviews with Daniel Jose Older and with Kevin Scott on YouTube, wherever you find podcasts. Go listen to them. Really, really fun, entertaining interviews. Great to hear the knowledge that these guys drop on you from Star Wars, uh, Star Wars point of view. Totally worth the time and energy. We enjoyed having them on the show. Um, you can find uh, us, Outer and Beacon, on all of the social medias when they're working. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, um, at Outer and Beacon. You can email us at Gmail, Outer and Beacon at gmail.com. My name is Justin. You can find me on Twitter at I am the Bendu. Where are they going to find you guys at? This is Josh, and you can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and Venmo at Battle of Ten. Ah, this is I'll Kyle. Still Kyle's gimmick. <laughs> and I am KB underscore legend on Venmo only. That's the only way to talk to me. Only if you send me money. <laughs> Cash uh, money. You can try Twitter and Instagram and probably find me there too under the same name. But send only us your things. thoughts on the Halloween special. We wanna yes. we wanna talk about them. It's not long, so we'll have plenty of time to share some reader thoughts. If we uh, if we get them in, yeah. or listener, I don't it's know why I said thing. reader. We're not putting out a, a weekly newsletter <laughs> here, listeners. I don't know if you read a transcript of it somewhere. That's cool too. I don't know. Kyle, you're just making the hole bigger. Stop digging. <laughs> we don't words. Um, ah, well, I don't know. Whatever words English. Words <laughs> uh, that is the only thing that speaks to Kyle is the green. Uh, don't don't poke at me because you tried to talk bad about Rush, who's like a universally beloved rock band. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if that's true, but nah, they're good. I didn't say they weren't good. I just it's not my jam. So, all right, 
Well, hope you guys enjoyed. Everybody stay safe out there. Do something Star Wars-y, and may the Force be with you. Bye, 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 bye. Later. That's not even the best Rush song.